what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia T. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello, welcome to Broken but Glorious on BBCWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lappin. I'm delighted to be joined by the Commander in Chief, Nick David. Ooh, good evening. War games. That's the only war thing I could think of. <laughs> war games! <laughs> I'm the Playboy Prince of Professional Wrestling, that's Rivera. Hello. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to get a war themed name. But I just get my normal name. I thought I was going to get like Playboy Sergeant. <laughs> I'm so excited. Playboy Sergeant sounds like a pawn. Oh my. And there was one in the news this week, wasn't it? Like he's allowed to carry on being a porn star as long as he doesn't use it, wear his uniform in the videos. And that was on Lance Bible this week. I didn't see that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh my god. What a guy. That's how you do this evening, lads. Oh, what better not to hear than that? That's hilarious. <laughs> We're all happy of England's World Cup qualifying group. I'm quite content with it. I think it'd be tricky, though, in those away games at Hungary and Poland. I think they'll be. Harder than people think, but I think we'll do all right. I think it's going to be a, the most. It's just going to be boring, isn't it? Apart from Poland, the way it's probably well, the Poland games, maybe the Hungary games. It's just yeah, it's just those absolute dead rubber games when you're playing against players that work in a supermarket during the week and then play a bit of football on, on the Saturday. Hey, I have a good way trip to San Marino. Well. Apparently it's actually a really lovely place where my, my friends go to a lot of demon games and apparently that's, mm. they've been there a couple of times and apparently they look after you very well over there. They're really nice. It's a really nice place. No, it's literally you go to Italy and then it's just... Italy. It's yeah. just a part of Italy. <laughs> well, it's a very small part of Italy. It's equivalent to, to your local places, I'm sure. Marine's probably a good example. I don't know how big Marine is, but I'm sure it's a similar standard. It's probably like Marine Football Club. Who yeah. Yeah. So England are going to get their revenge on San Marino for the 1993 when they scored that goal against us. All we had to do was win 9-0 and we'd have won 9-1. That's it. <laughs> and um, I remember they qualified for They mentioned that on Harry's Hero, the Harry Heroes programme on ITV. They mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember when Wayne Rooney just booted that lad in the back of the leg. That was San Marino, wasn't it? Was it? <laughs> oh, it was someone <laughs> crap, yeah. No disrespect to what San Marino listeners. San Marino. Oh, no, no. I, I'm pretty sure they know that they are shit. I don't <laughs> think they're under any delusion. To be fair, the most that, that we got them and Andorra, so I always thought them two were the worst ones going, so... Yeah, that's what I thought. They're usually both in the bot group. <laughs> I, think, I guess there's so many new European countries now, they're just... It's just, just weird having six in a group. Do you know what? I, yeah, I, I looked at that and I thought it was dead weird to think that Qatar's going to qualify without doing anything. I think that's dead weird. I, I remember us when he announced that on the on, us talking about it on the wrestling podcast, like not the wrestling but the football podcast, in 2014. Going, oh, that's gonna be weird. In that heat, and they have to do it in the winter during the Premier yeah. League season and stuff like that, which seems so long away. But, uh, <laughs> so, now it's here. 
me and my friend at school saying that we we would have gone. Like we were like adamant, we were like, oh, we're going to go to Qatar in 2022. I just don't know how likely that is to happen, but I hope England draw Qatar so we can finally play on the first game. Yeah. Be... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so before we review war games, um, we just want to mention arguably the best weekly episodic wrestling show of the year. Yeah. Of the year. I think of all time. Mm. Oh, no, yeah, that's a very bold statement. I, I know. Yeah. But yeah, no, def- definitely the year. We'll be realistic. No, that's a bold, bold statement. Just silence <laughs> the room. I just loved it. It could say. be like, yeah, it could be, uh, I've heard some people argue it's the best AEW show included in pay per views, but I won't get that far. I thought, I, I loved it. Oh, that's no. a bit. Everyone's overrating a sting, aren't they? <laughs> no, that's not even what that that generally isn't what excited me the most. It was the ending, the main event. Oh, that was cool. That was just completely and it blew my blew my mind. What did um, they do with Sting though? That's the real question. Darby Allen mentor. Maybe like be like a tag to, I mean, he won't wrestle, surely. I read this the other day actually, if I can find it. Well, he said he said he said he's had that surgery. Um, he's fine, so yeah, so I've got a thing here. Yeah, According yeah, to yeah, inside the, the room. Yeah, he had the same thing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The suspense was killing me. No, so according to Inside the Ropes, uh, Sting talked about how he wanted to have an on-screen role with WWE, but he was rejected countless times. Sting would come up with creative roles and wanted to help the younger talent, but my man didn't see the value in Sting. Sure. Sting mentioned he wanted to have a cinematic match, and again Vince shot it down, uh, saying fans wouldn't pay to see it. I read this on Facebook, and it's according to Inside the Rope, so I don't know how accurate it is. But he is, he is 61 now, so a cinematic could be the way to go, I guess. A cinematic match, not the Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> now that would have been sick. Definitely. That should have been like the last blood. one, shouldn't it, really? Yeah, I think they could have done something fun with that. Especially if it was, you know, similar how they did the AJ Styles match. Yeah, so, yeah. But, yeah. About uh, Omega winning the title from Moxley. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes. I was excited to see him win it anyway, but I'm excited to see where it goes now. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think it's really good that he cheated to win it as well. Yeah, that's I think what made it better. Well, what I um, obviously called is, I said it would be a screwy finish of some kind. Little did I know it would be on this calibre. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've just never seen anything like it in recent years. I think the fact that it was so unexpected. I know there have been sort of clues it, like there without obviously you sort of thinking, oh, obviously when we've had Don Callis on commentary a couple of times now, but there's been nothing. When, when you first saw him at, uh, all out, you'd have been a bit, no one can say of a straight face they saw this all coming from, from all out. Um, well, yeah, I you'd, you'd, see all of that coming, but I no, felt like they were going to do something with him. I didn't think they would. I was generally because I mean, this is probably from someone who's not really got a big, obviously knows all of Omega's past history, um, knows any, anything about Impact. So they, that could be me being a bit of a kind of a blind fan, so to speak. But um, um, I mean, it was just no. I don't know, it was just the way it was all done. It was all done to absolute perfection. Um, even when he got up from commentary, I didn't think, oh, this is going to be a screw job. I just presumed that, oh, maybe it's just, it's quite cool the fact that they're, they're sort of showing that maybe he might be quite hurt. Like, you sometimes get even, like, when, like, even, like, Lawley's to someone's go, oh, are they alright, sort of thing. Um, 
but yeah, no, I just yeah, um, I just loved it at the end, and then the commentary I thought was great as well when they're running back. JR classic. Oh, this was a damn setup, and then um, <laughs> yeah, they're running like scolded dogs. It was brilliant, and then um, is it love it? Was love it the little one. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, I swear someone stopped him from saying it again as well because I went run past Tony Khan. And then the run past Tony Khan was brilliant as well. Tony Khan. And I like the fact they don't really get Tony Khan on on screen much, but the fact that obviously he was backstage with like the headset on was quite cool. A nice little cool touch of him looking shocked. Um, And then was it Jerry Lynn they ran past as well? A few other producers. Yeah. Um, All fantastic. So I know we're going to get into it later on in the week, but all I can say is, yeah, definitely my favourite ever AEW TV show. Definitely the best one of the year. And whether it's because we haven't seen, you obviously get the odd good Raw Smackdown, don't get me wrong. NXT is always brilliant. But I mean, from like I said, this is one of my favourite TV shows of all time is because over the last sort of five, ten years, well, more than that, I've lost, you could go back for the last sort of twenty years or so. We've been getting very, we've been getting very yo-yo-y sort of shows. One week you get a very good Raw SmackDown. Next week it's one of the most painful two hours you could probably ever watch known to mankind. So I didn't it's, go that um, far back about Raw being this far. Yeah, twenty years is probably a bit too far. I mean, we're talking sort of probably from your sort of mid two thousand onwards, in my opinion. And that's not saying every episode since then has been crap, but you do just get a very inconsistent base. Whereas as you're so inconsistent, you forget about the good ones because you're sort of obviously you always remember the rubbish ones with WWE, with AEW, and again that's a bit, that could be potentially a bit of bias talking with AEW. Always do remember the, the great ones. Uh, I mean, for me personally, I've always criticised both companies. Where me too, I was not keen on some of the AEW pay per views we've seen this year. I've made my opinions clear on the show, but what I do feel is this has been this was an incredible episode of TV. Just, and the excitement of where I'm going. Like I said to you off air and in the chat, if you, 2020 just <laughs> continues getting weirder and weirder. I've never watched an Impact Wrestling Marvel, so it's the biggest rubbish known to mankind. The fact that I've said I'm buzzing to watch Impact this week, I just, if you tell, it's told me that it's at got, any point. It's going to be interesting how they're going to do it because the eight everything from mid January. Oh, really? So, so if, are they gonna, is it just going to be a backstage interview or they, can they somehow Get him in the ring because there's no fans there. I'm guessing they could just put him in the ring and do an in ring promo, and they just insert into the show, and they won't look any different because there's no fans there. So it's gonna be interesting how they get to the Omega bit. Yeah, I didn't know that. I say I don't know much about. No, I didn't know that either. I don't, I mean, I they, don't they, know. They, 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 they film like two months of shows at a time. Well, maybe they've, they've planned, well, obviously we'll have had this planned out then, won't they? No, you might have turned up at TV anyway. Yeah, I'm guessing it'll either be a backstage interview, and they'll just put it, pop it in the show, or, cause, it's, cause there's no fans, they can just film it. It's yeah, I can't, I can't imagine him, it just being a backstage one, though, cause it's such a big deal. You can't just have him rock up backstage and then go, alright, I'm, peace, I'm out. I think that'd be so underwhelming. Yeah, I, I've, I've listened to a few other podcasts of what, what they might want to do going forward. Um, seen some very, very, um, seen some very, obviously very good suggestions. But for me, I'm, I think now it's just a case of enjoying the ride. I think sometimes we always try and, uh, I mean, that's obviously a part of our podcast to try and predict stuff, which is, which is <laughs> great. But I think also sometimes wrestling just needs to enjoy the ride and not get so worked up of what might happen. Just enjoy it 
on so I think Chris Jericho's always been a bit advocate of that said I mean when he used to come back WWE used to get annoyed with people trying to book him and then go okay let's just see when he's going to go again sort of thing yeah. was like, just, just enjoy just enjoy the moment enjoy the ride we've had a terrible year but I think uh, no, 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 that's just not in general not, not in terms of wrestling but, but now I think in all promotions we are starting to see obviously lots of positives going forward and in particular, AEW, the, the excitement I've got for wrestling at the moment is just on another level, um, thanks to this show. I, as I say, I never thought I'd ever say I'm buzzing for an Impact show um, this week. Say, when, when I did see Don Callis, I did think it was more going to be a way of getting in with New Japan than it was getting in with Impact. Yeah, I thought about it as well. Because as, as a main chairman of New Japan recently left, he was the one who didn't like the yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I think he didn't appreciate the fact that they all, they all ups and left. But, um, I think, um, I definitely think it, I, th- I thought it was something more to do with New Japan. But I wouldn't be surprised if they all just went, yeah, we'll, we'll all take on WWE at once. Because Triple H this week has also said that WWE is open to working with other promotions. <laughs> which he says, but they have been for years now. As long as it's been working with them. they've been working with Evolve, Progress. They've bought Evolve and they've evolved to success, well, don't they? Okay, well, yeah, okay, well, Progress, ICW, they haven't bought them. Uh, it's just took all the top stars and put them on NXT UK. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't think I, NXT would be a bit of a step too far. I know, I know, I know, I know it's a working relationship of some kind. You don't see WWE big, big up Progress and ICW that much. Well, they put Kyle O'Reilly on the. Um, the progress tournament. They, you never hear them say like, like the end of this was. was you'll 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 find out on Tuesday on Impact. Oh, I see, see what you mean. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll find out this week. That progress chapter. Yeah, no, that that is fair too, isn't it? <laughs> so on Friday we will have a, a greasy bonus episode for you. So we'll go in depth on what we want from Sting and AEW and what. And the partnership between AEW and Impact. So, um, so our NXT War Games review. War Games! It's after a word from our sponsor. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. Be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. This is Reese and Rogan, and you are listening to Broken Book Glorious. War Games. So War Games was last last Sunday. Uh, The show opened with a War Games match between Team Candice and Team Shatsy. Shotzi. 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 Team Candice was herself. Uh, Tony Storm, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez. Um, team Shotzi was herself. Rhea Ripley, Ember Moon, and the NXT Women's Champion, Io Shirai. Dakota entered the ring to start off the match. Um, do you think it was weird that War Games in this case, the faces had the advantage? Not something you usually see. I didn't mind it. I didn't really think about it to be honest. I like, but I didn't. I didn't mind it. I didn't think it really made that huge much of a difference, especially um oh god uh, when 
Oh, my name's escaped me. Oh, God. When it was three on two, and everyone was like, it's not three on two, it's more like three on three with this girl. Oh, my God, her name is escaped me. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my God. I can't believe her name escaped me. Oh, <laughs> that's terrible. I just, my mind threw a blank again. <laughs> I didn't really notice because of the way they booked her. Yes. The way that she, she worked the match and everything. You wouldn't have even realised that the faces had the advantage going into this. Because she absolutely just ripped the place up and it was brilliant. How she's, yeah, she's, how she's been booked the last month or so, but she's, yeah, she's coming across as a proper monster. <laughs> what did you think of Shotzi's new bigger tank? That shoots, shoots flames. I loved it. I thought it was mint. <laughs> I want a tank. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> you think she's going to have an action figure where it comes with a tank? That's one of them new Reckums. The new Reckum yeah. is going to be a tank. Shot to <laughs> That'd be sick. I'd buy that. That tank's cool. I'd buy it for my best. It's a good, yeah, it's a great, a great photo of them all. There's a shot in the middle and the three of them on the back. It was all over social media in the last couple of days. So. Wonder where she gets these things from. So the building? She, yeah, she, I think she's got like family who are in. Well, I don't know if this is just kayfabe, but when she uh, was doing the promo, she said because she's got family that are in the in the army. Yeah, she's been. I'm she's sure she's build, been backstage building, 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 building it. Yeah, she's just been building it backstage for a couple of weeks on NXT. No, I meant for real. Why is she getting them for real? <laughs> I want one. The Playboy tank. <laughs> exactly. This is what I want. I want to come out with Ethel Island with a tank. I'll do the Candice Lorraine and run it over. <laughs> and I'll shoot you with the tank. I'll shoot you with a new tank. Oh, You're just an advocate. <laughs> oh, don't shoot me with your tank. <laughs> That'll be the court case, won't it? I wouldn't be sick. <laughs> <laughs> and then he started saying, don't shoot me with a tank or something. <laughs> what a fanny. <laughs> Team Candice won after about 35 minutes. I think in terms of action, it's just wild spots. I thought this was outstanding. So I thought Dakota Kai looked phenomenal and Tony Storm's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's good stuff from everybody, I thought. So I think possibly the most untouchable women's division in wrestling, the knows. No, definitely. 100%. I love this match. Really, really good. Really well booked throughout. So, as you rightly said, some amazing spots. Yeah, the Ember Moon spot was the total eclipse onto the... Ch- that, that, that was my favourite spot. That was uh, your favourite spot? Yeah. Not you, Shirai, with the bin. I did like it, but uh, it, it was almost too good. Almost. Like, I think the fact that, like, the fact that it was so dumb that there was no, like, hiccups at all, which kind of... Like, I didn't want anyone to get hurt, but I was like, oh, it would have been a bit more believable if she'd, like, kind of died to her like, side almost. But the fact that she landed absolutely inch-perfect kind of <laughs> underwhelmed. It sounds so would stupid. Would it have been more realistic if she jumped and then they just parted and she just went... <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm expecting here. But, um, I How just, did she I get did... the pin up? She, cause I, I didn't see. I, did she climb up the side? She must have climbed up with it. Yeah, climbed up with it. Like you could probably. Yeah, I mean, you just if you're talented as she is, I mean, you could probably just hold it and climb one hand. Oh, I guess. Try. I mean, I don't think I could climb up normally, but let alone. Oh, that, that's a really good question, actually, because I didn't even think about it. How do you climb the cage with one hand? No, I don't. I'll just, I'm, I'm assuming. She put it on her she, head. She, she, cli- she climbed up and then she passed it to her. I'm assuming. 
It was a cruel spot, but I, I just preferred the Ember Moons. Probably because I'm just a bit biased towards Ember Moon, but I know. But the terrifying nature of that, like I've like jumped off the top rope and stuff like that, but jumping off a cage with a bin on your head. <laughs> no, you're all right. You've just shown weakness there by admitting you're afraid to jump off the uh, top rope. I know. I like jumping off the top rope. Do four fifty, my my friend. four fifty on you. That is quite cruel, bro. Yeah, it has been reported. Uh, Candice and Ray suspectedly broke her arm in that oh, spot, in that oh. spot where uh, who was it? Who jumped up? I can't remember who it was. Yeah. Uh, Shotzi jumped off the top of the ladder and Candice had a chair on top of her. Oh, yeah. I did, um, yeah, I hope that's not, well, I hope she's not up for too long with that. I mean, with Candice currently in her story on, you could almost have like, well, she can still sort of be with Gargano, can't she? And, it's just to keep her on TV. I mean, she's one of the obviously one of the biggest stars on the division, so you can I'm sure you can find ways to keep her on TV. Almost yeah. if you kind of use her in a kind of a, uh, not to uh, steal ideas from other promotions, but kind of in a Britt Baker kind of way, like a bit like where obviously you've got um uh what's her name um what's her name yeah Rebel Reba. Reba no, no no the, the Hart, Hartwell what's the first Hartwell yeah. Indy Hartwell. Um, she could so you can have her almost like the rebel sort of thing in that sense, but because uh, I do love that she keeps coming out with like the with the neck neck brace on, and, like, still takes like bumps. Uh, they were all they, they were all brilliant, and um, for the finish, I, I'm a big fan of the finish. I think it's really correctly set up. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna obviously find a way to finish it at the hills, no point in this kind of match doing it in a screwy finish because it's just a bit unrealistic. The fact that you did a big, big finish away, a big finish to obviously pin at Io Shirai as well. Um, you built a new star in Raquel Gonzalez. She's been brilliant as well, I think, over the last year since she sort of uh, came to, um, uh, since, since she aligned with um, Dakota Kai. Yeah, um, so, so Ra- Raquel went up to the top and then Io went to give her, oh, went to give her a rana, but then onto the, was like a ladder set up in the middle of the ring. But the Raquel blocked it and then power bombed her through the <laughs> the ladder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there is something cool about going through a ladder, not a table. When I was a kid, I just love it when they went through the table. I watched this match and I was well annoyed because I was in the neck last week and uh, went with the undisputed era losing, which we'll talk about later, obviously. But <laughs> I, I, I said that they wouldn't lose because I knew, I knew Candice Foray needed to win. And yeah. I went, oh, do you know what? I listened to Nick, because I think he's been watching more NXT than me recently. <laughs> Why? Why do I listen to Nick? I was laughing about it when I was, um, I watched this last night, quite late actually, watched it, um, and, um, yeah, managed to get, I think I, both, both the, uh, yeah, both the War Games matches wrong. I'd have got them all <laughs> right if I'd listened, if I just went with my own instincts. Oh, I don't, I'm just a trendsetter, aren't I? I guess Raquel must be the one contender now, maybe on New Year's Evil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they've kind of got it the wrong yeah, I'm looking New Year's Evil's quite cool, man. Quite a nice way to start the year. So they used to have like they used to have a pay per view, didn't they, the New Year's Revolution. Um yeah, I think it is a good idea to start the year for NXT that, and yeah, you've, you've already set up a potential main event to be fair. And you, if you really want to, um, you could even potentially have, maybe even have the title drop. Um, yeah, I, I, I could see, I could see Raquel winning, and then he move Io 
up to the main roster and then put Raquel in a feud with Rhea on her way up to the main roster. Yeah. And then, and then Paul Candice What do we do with Candice LeRae? <laughs> Candice LeRae needs to win this title. And I'm still, I'm fuming that she hasn't won it yet. They could then, they could do like a, like a similar story to what Shawn Michaels and Diesel did, but do it with Candice, with uh, Dakota Kai and mm. Raquel Gonzalez. Oh, I think you said the Candice son of a You could have that Candice taken off. If you turned Raquel face like they did with Diesel, then you could have Candice take it off with else. Be, yeah, that would be the best option. Like, Candice needs to win it. And people say a time, a time will come. A time's now. It needs to be now. Someone's done everything. I thought I, I was convinced her and Johnny were going to win it. Last pay per view of the pay per view. So, next on the show, we had Timothy Thatcher versus Tommaso Ciampa. I thought, I, I thought this started off immediately aggressive and then slowed right down. And then he went <laughs> super hard hitting again about halfway through and went really, really intense when Thatcher started bleeding from the ear. And oh. Thatcher, Thatcher just touched his ear and then started smiling. <laughs> I thought it was sadistic. <laughs> but this was like a, a nice palate cleanser from the, like, the super violence. Cage match we just had, so they, uh, uh, this was violence, but but it was a bit more. Uh, it's a different way of being violence. Can't even explain it. It's more, it's more wrestling, isn't it? It's more yeah. pure wrestling than it was war games. I enjoyed it though. I thought it, I thought it was good. I thought it, it was it was hard hitting in the right places as well. But yeah, that's what you expect from Timothy Thatcher when he's like one of the best in the world. So I don't like how yeah. the kind of use of Thatcher is like Jarvis and Stars at the moment. So you can oh, so no, just. He's put him against, yeah, put him against the biggest name, but he loses every time. Oh. Should be ring, hanging out with Ring Camp and, uh, yes. Moulton, like he used to be. And he, oh, and then, then you could even have, it, like, if you want to do the classic WWE way of doing it, you could have, like, the power struggle between Timothy Thatcher and Walter. Mm. Cool. They did it in WXW as well. Ring Camp. Ring Camp. <laughs> just, just put him with him. It'd be great. Next year's War Games will be Ring Camp versus Team Champa. Oh no, I think you're going to say Undisputed Era then. Oh. <laughs> More Undisputed Era. <laughs> what did you think of the respectful looks the games were at the end of the match? I liked it. Yeah, nice little total. Well, I think one thing we have seen with NXT this year for, uh, well, since, sort of since they've gone live really, we've seen a lot of like tweens, haven't we? Like Balor, I've never been sure he's a face or a heel. Uh, and now I'm kind of getting that with Tommaso at the moment. Not sure if he's a face or a heel. I know Thatcher definitely is a heel, but sort of Tommaso has been a bit. He's gone a bit up and down now as well. When he when he sort of had that thing with um, Jay Catless, it looked like he was definitely a heel. But now yeah. since he cut that obviously emotional promo when they're off air, which was brilliant by the way, um, they uh, obviously that looked like a face. But now he's sort of yeah, it's, 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 it's an interesting one of what they're doing with with certain wrestlers on that brand. Um, have we seen a Tommaso Ballot match yet? Yes, I want to say yes. I want to say earlier this year. I want to say they're going to wrestle at New Year's, and I think Ballot will win, then I think yeah. they'll be interrupted by something that I imagine we might get into a bit later on. I was thinking, are they, are they, if they do a yes, Dusty wrestled, Classic... They wrestled last yeah. year. If they did a Dusty Classic this year, Thatcher Chamfer team could be an interesting... Ooh. Way to go. So you do like, like, how they used to do, just put random people together rather than tag teams. That'd be cool. I, I, I rate that. 
That's a decent. Then we have the strap match. Camera grabs. Dexter Loomis. So Dexter Loomis wins. I've got a look at Dexter Loomis, by the way. Pascal Gross that plays the Brighton. He looks just like Dexter Loomis. I noticed it last night in the football. Um, if you want to, when you any of our listeners, yeah, Google Pascal Gross, which is spelt in a proper German way, and um, <laughs> and obviously look at Dexter Loomis. Um, yeah, sorry, to, sorry to cut you off. That could just be me That's doing like... horrendous lookalike, by the way. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I've got it up now on the phone. <laughs> That's when Loomis and Green Grimes are both a lot of fun. Up. Fun characters, and I thought they did really creative spots. Figured throughout the match, like, um, Grimes brought his own strap and demanded that he used it, then jumped Lewis before the match. So I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I liked the bit where uh, I think it was Cameron Grimes pulled um, Dexter Lewis over the barrier after he stood yes. up and he was staring at him. And he like he's terrified and he just whipped him over this barrier, and I was like, that was sick. <laughs> the bump that um, Dexter Lewis took off that. It's horrible. <laughs> it's one. It's one of them. People, I could. I could see them working better as a, a team as well because they just had like the silent killer and the, the weird southern weirdo. <laughs> it's like a proper like. What? Like, uh, uh, horror. Some yeah, something similar to that. You play like off that. Cameron Grimes is uh, Leatherface. Cameron Grimes. Sorry, no. Dexter Lumis <laughs> would be Leatherface because we don't speak. Yeah, yeah. Like and then Cameron Grimes would be that that weird fellow he picked to try and I've mentioned I've interviewed Cameron Grimes in the past. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be a good time to it would be a good time to plug it. I reckon. Yeah, I interviewed him at Wrestling Media Con in 2018. Really nice guy. Surprisingly big. I'm, 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 I know I'm only five foot seven, but I'm, I was probably sixteen, seventeen stone at the time. You only five foot seven. I didn't know that. Honestly, <laughs> I never even thought about it. To be perfectly honest with you. But yeah, he's yeah, he's he must be like six foot two. Apparently, he's built. Apparently, he's only he's only the same height as me. Is it? Yeah, he's huge. Six foot. Oh. Um, and he he's weighs built. about he weighs about thirty pounds more than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's lovely bloke. Yeah. <laughs> Really put me at ease because he was our first interview of the day, and he's like, yes, I've never done live interviews before. So, <laughs> and I was with Anthony, who used to do football podcasts, and he was editing about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite fun him. But he did pretty well as well interviewing him. <laughs> so I, I just I just asked him lots of questions as about asked one of these they're just generic wrestling questions. <laughs> Where did you start wrestling? <laughs> Right, so next we had uh, the lights flip as, as they were like advertising the new toy set. Not, no, Isaac Cena, he wants it. I said, 70 quid for the. I, I, back, I back Isaac in this. I want it as well. It looks you, you can get it after Christmas when it's 30 quid. <laughs> oh, 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 wait till it is Christmas. Just sit and see Isaac's what Santa fun. brings. Isaac has five rings. He doesn't need two more. He does. I was his agent. <laughs> he needs two more rings. He's trying to find space for the five rings. <laughs> has he got an official scale ring? Uh, I guess not. <laughs> oh, well, you see. So you need two more rings for more games. 
and your official scoring, so you need three more rings. Yep. <laughs> so while they'll, they'll flog in the, the play set, the f- lights start to flicker, and then a, cr- a crow video came on, and we're like, ah, it's Sting! <laughs> I said the same thing! <laughs> I was going to say, oh, he's doing the jump! Vince said he was open to working with other companies. <laughs> we never thought it'd be AEW. I guess it's kind of carrying cross. Oh uh, well, yeah, that's what I was gonna get. Yeah, that's what I was getting. That's what I was gonna get earlier when I was saying about uh, Tomasa. I think would be a good filler, a filler yeah. feud for, for that. So I think it means that Tomasa on the back of a big win yeah. on the mat. I think him Balor just instantly makes like a bit of viewership, doesn't it? Should be a great match. But then I think at the mat, at the end of the match, yeah, I think the de- this will also get the demon. I think will lead to a, a Balor versus. Um, carrying cross match. Hopefully, we see the Balor, uh, the Demon, sorry, come out, and then Cross gets his title back. Oh, why are you taking it off the thing? He's on me. I don't like. Well, you could even hot potato. To be fair, you could actually hot potato it. To be fair, um, oh, I I know quite, well, I know they're very keen on getting Cross up the main roster soon. I think he'll be one that you won't see on NXT for for a long time. Um, so I, I reckon it could even be the case of a quick hot potato between the two. I don't know why they didn't just send him up there just straight away. Just go. He's gonna carry and beat Finn, and then he brings out the demon and wins the title back. I like the main WrestleMania weekend or something, and then Carrion goes up in the draft. No, be, yeah, I quite like that idea. It's just that Finn's had what? Is it two title defenses? One? Not had many, has he? Still to remember. He had the uh, one against Kyle O'Reilly. I think he had one against um, Adam Cole. Adam Cole, yeah. So he's had two title defences and then they're just going to take it off him. Because oh. he's had such a shit time with that, hasn't he? Obviously you can list off all the things that he's done. You can, you can have, you can have a, either winner or carrying cross interferes at New Year's Evil and then he loses it at Royal Rumble weekend to take over. And then, when, then the demon comes back at WrestleMania. Do you think the demon is coming back, or do you think the demon is dead? The demon will be back at some point. You can't kill him. I don't know, they're doing a good job of it. He's got too so, much to live for. Unless he has a, they, they do a rematch, and he loses convincingly again, and the only way he can think to do it is to bring the demon out. I miss the demon, he used to do such cool stuff, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> My favourite one was, um, was the Venom one that he did. I think that was on progress. I know, it was the Joker. Some of the ones he did in New Japan are amazing. I've went back and looked at them. Oh, Carnage won for his last, his last New Japan match where he's in the coffin. That was good. So the next, we had the NXT North American Championship match. Leo Ruff. Leon Ruff, even. <laughs> Leon Ruff. <laughs> against Damian uh, Priest versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, the finish of this got a bit goofy, I thought, with all the ghost faces appearing. But I thought the overall... overall Work and the whole match was really good. I, I felt I thought Ruff looked great, and they gave him a good, great chance to shine against all these upper mid card guys, main eventers. I wanted him to win. I thought it'd be good if he won and he pinned um, Damien Priest, Ooh. and then Damien Priest would have been fuming because he was the one who helped him win the title. Because he kind of alluded to it as well, where he was like, "How about you pack it in now, mate? Come on." Yeah, I, <laughs> he didn't say it like that, but I think you pack it in, and he went no. Okay. <laughs> 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 it's a bit, a bit of a reaction to the slap. <laughs> so, so. But, sorry, but 
<laughs> but I, I kind of the match kind of lost me, especially at the the end though. It was uh, with the ghost face. I'd, I maybe it's because I've not really been keeping up with the ghost face stuff, but I didn't. I was like, oh, what's this about? But the chaos was kind of interesting. Been appearing since the Halloween show. Oh yeah, yeah, the so the end of, yeah. Um, yeah. So the end of the end of the match was a, the main ghost face cocked priest with a lead pipe, and Johnny laughed. Um, Ruff goes for a roll up. The, uh, Johnny super kicks him, and then did the one final beats to win the title back. And then the main ghost face removed his mask, revealed himself to be Austin Perry, and then said, "In his best Vince for you." It was me, Austin. It was me. Oh, yeah, I like, yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Well, it, was, it, it is. Um, I do quite like um, what I've done with this. Quite a simple bit of booking, I think, which is always quite quite a bit of simple, good bit of booking, I think, with this, with the whole sort of uh, mastering. And the good thing is, you can always kind of revert back to it. It's not like science that can always, it's something you can always keep going for, for a while. So, God, I don't know if there's any future matches on pay-per-views going forward. You could always have someone wear a mask and go, oh, not this again, sort of thing, and then it could be um, whoever in the future. So, um, I scream two, three, four. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it's um, always a different killer. It's always a different killer. It wasn't one oh, of them do you think none. they'll bring it back for Scream 5 release? <laughs> I do like the Scream movies, so... Oh, I love them. If you, if you, if you do it for um, Lance's booking, the year goes there, you pretend to be a, a rejected against a demon eye against Papa Pete. <laughs> Didn't he, um, the bloke from... Was that that show? Yes, it was. He banned, reject, he banned rejected from ringside, so he just brought in the rejected episode. Yes, because my jeans split. That, um, that bloke from, um, the screen movies, Dewey, he was, um, uh, yeah, Dewey was, Dewey was actually on the, um, yeah, he tweeted on our podcast, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh no, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't a member of Rejected for this for against Papa Pete. <laughs> I was a member of, a, a member of the Rejected when um, Demon Eye faced um, Rampage Ramsey. Oh. Because that's how I split my jeans. If you if you <laughs> know this story, um, when <laughs> Rampage Ramsey did his dive, oh. and we I'm wearing a Rampage Ramsey T-shirt. When he does his dive, and we all catch him. Yeah. Um, I'm the one right in the middle who takes him full brunt and full brunt onto <laughs> me. Um, yeah, my jeans split right down the middle that I'd got that week. I was like, oh, so I had to take them back and get them replaced. But getting home on the train was fun because I had to like waddle around. Because <laughs> he was split right down, like, I think it was the left leg. Yeah. So, yeah, to like kind of waddle around trying to hide my underwear. <laughs> So now you take spare jeans to every show. No, I make sure I have my shorts in case, but <laughs> I would have just worn my tights. But I Actually, we move on to the main event. Yeah. <laughs> so the main event. So was it Pat's Pack? Instead of that name, they kept changing it throughout the night. Oh, I thought they were just called the best four stable of all time. I thought they were just called Matt's Team McAfee, Pat's Pack, the brand. I should probably kept changing their name. Best four wrestlers in NXT. I should probably changed their name a couple of times on the show. But yeah, <laughs> so it was Pete Dunn, who looked amazing. So I don't know, he hasn't, he hasn't got an ounce of fat on him at the moment, so. I thought he was going to be wearing trunks. Because mm. he was sat there in the, earlier on in the show, uh, you know, when they were all warming up. 
uh, and he was sat there with a the t-shirt on. I thought, oh, he's going to have trunks on. This is going to be mad. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's been on that 36-week bodybuilding thing where the wrestler seems to be on at the moment. So <laughs> well, he also look, come back looking like absolute animals and Jack to the gills. It's, it's unreal, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a noosh. It's a noosh. Noosh. Oh, yeah. the personal trainer. Is that who you're on about? Yeah, the, the, all the all the wrestlers I've been interviewing recently are all on this 36 week. Yeah. Thing he's doing. Yeah, the I follow old, him on Instagram. Face. I've been thinking about <laughs> it, and I've been like, should I? Can, can I commit? Can I do it? Mental, <laughs> mental willpower, gotcha. and bank bank account power as well. <laughs> I don't know how much it costs. Yeah. Well, I thought this match was outstanding, as was every War Games match. I don't know, I thought it was that, I thought it was absolutely meant. I thought it was great. I, but, you know how every week I talk to, uh, I try to talk to the Hurt Business and ask them to let me join? <laughs> um, we don't talk about the Undisputed Era as much, but if the Undisputed Era, um, wants to offer me a role in their, in their group, um, I'll happily join. Uh, I'd absolutely love to be friends with Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong. So, if there's an opening, guys, I'm just saying, I'm I'm here for you. Well, you've just That's given me a dream it. match. <laughs> Lads versus all of them. <laughs> I don't say that. I want to be their friends. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of Matt Pat McAfee in this match? I thought he looked. I don't know if he looks great or is it that he's in the ring with seven amazing other wrestlers. <laughs> I think it's a mix of both, and he's also what he's um, he's doing. He's just doing the things that he's amazing at. I noticed the working around him really well to yeah. really highlight his key attributes. Like, wh- I think it's a case of what can you do well, and he's like, I can do, I can do a backflip. Uh, yeah, we're doing that, then, aren't we? I could, do, I could, do, I could do a swan tom off the top of the cage. <laughs> Do you know what? I saw that and I, I thought to myself, that swanton is the slowest swanton I've ever seen. Like, when he fell and he flipped and I was like, this man's defying gravity. It didn't look, it, it looked so slow. It was weird. But it, it, it was unreal. Yeah, my one complaint probably about the match is that I think there was a bit too much everybody lying on the floor while these two guys wrestle or hold, hold, everybody gets held back while these two guys wrestle. I like it to a bit more chaotic and everybody fights each other. It's like only one little complaint. And I think 45 minutes was got a bit long. So I think they, they take five or ten minutes of it. Isaac said after the last person came, he goes, I'm done with wrestling now, Daddy. Can I go to bed? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Okay. I, I, I think he might eat... Tell him, tell him Santa's not coming this year after that comment. Yeah. So that's I really think, bad. I think he likes... Well, like, it's not, not bad enough. I feel like, because he, yeah, he loves Royal Rumble, so he like definitely coming in, not knowing who's coming in next. I thought, yeah, about ten minutes after everybody was in, I was like, I was getting to, like, half by this time, he's going to be in bed by this time. It's not a good enough excuse. Yeah, I was up until midnight watching this last night. When I was, I was his age, I stayed up and watched The Great American Bash, and that <laughs> had nothing on it. <laughs> that is some commitment. <laughs> I st- when I was his age as well. Yeah. <laughs> no excuse. No excuse. Someone wants to is very angry with him. <laughs> uh, no excuse. No, um, I, um, this was my, um, this was, um, I don't know if I prefer, 
see, I really like these both these war games matches, but in different ways. Um, mm. but they were both fantastic. It was a really good pay per view, to be fair. A really good takeover. Probably my favourite takeover of the year, actually. Um, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. And to be not to um, not to obviously add any negative spin on that. I know some of the standard this year hasn't been. Again, as good as we've usually experienced, usually takeovers, they are the best thing, but they have become a victim of their own success, which is not a criticism at all. It's, it's just, it is a compliment. It's just, they're never going to always uh, exceed a previous takeover. It's just not going to work. They, um, I saw that interview with Johnny Gargano. I think I might share it in the chat, actually. And basically, he was just saying the best takeover. No one will ever beat takeover New Orleans. And I was there. <laughs> but, um, like you're saying, he, he just said, you just, it just won't happen again. But I kind of agree. I think that was almost like, if you look, almost did like a graph sort of thing, you would see like it go up and hitting the top, hitting the peak, and then it's sort of come down and now it's sort of leveling off and it's hit, it's at a very high level, but I don't think it'll ever reach those heights again, if I'm honest. I'd love it too, and I'm, so if I'm, if I'm proved wrong, I'll be absolutely delighted if I'm proved wrong. Um, but they're in safe hands, the NXT. The good thing is, shows like this, the sort of the sort of the new wrestlers. I still feel there'll be some going up to the main roster in 2021. I still feel like, from what you just mentioned there about the hurt business, I think that'd be a perfect kind of almost a WrestleMania hurt type business versus oh my god, hurt business versus undisputed era. That'd be How? amazing. That, that, I mean, that is brilliant. You could even go like <laughs> you could even generally go full full hog with that. You could literally have Adam Cole versus. Or whoever is in Colorado versus Lashley for the bank, for the big gold. You could, you could go mm. with that. And this could be a great post, like, usually after WrestleMania, usually it slows down, doesn't it, WWE? But if you really want to keep it going right through to SummerSlam, this could be a great feud to, um. You ever seen that meme of the cat where, it, where it's like the cat with massive eyes and a little writing underneath it that says <laughs> heavy breathing? <laughs> That's me right now. Excited, see all these ideas coming up with. But I think for for this takeover, it was there was some great spots in this one as well. I love on um, one the the one wrestler I also think wants to get a great shout out um, is Carlo Riley. Loving this angry Carlo Riley at the moment. He's um, he has always been fantastic, and you could say to an extent underrated. I know me and Lance have uh, used the underrated word quite a lot. Me and my diabetic brother. One matter. But, um, but, uh, I think. Oh, I, th- um, I thought you were on about, I just thought you were on about Kyle O'Reilly then. No, no, just, uh, oh, no, my, my, my Matt is not my diabetic brother, don't worry. <laughs> well, thank you. O'Reilly, um, throughout this was, and I'm really glad he got the final pin. Um, yes, definitely. And that's, that's not me going, oh, because it's usually given to Adam Cole. That's not me saying that at all. It's, uh, I just, um, yeah, happy that they've, they've sort of kept with that strike. We talk about strike them while the iron's hot. I'm glad they've kept. Kept, sort of kept O'Reilly's kind of hot streak going, if you will, yeah. uh, by having him hit and get the pin. No, I, I thought the exact same thing. That, um, I would have, lo- I would have loved to see some of these spots in front of a crowd. But that's, that's oh, it's so much better, wasn't it? I mean, it was great as it was, but it, imagine in front of a crowd, like the whole, oh, the whole show just it amplifies it, doesn't it? Really, everything's yeah, better. Yeah, that'll be usually because this 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 would have usually been in front of. These are, these are in the same arena as Survivor Series, don't they? So, so yeah, it would have been a 20-odd thousand people. Yeah. Oh, I think, uh, that's the only thing I would have put it to the next... I thought it was a brilliant show, probably yeah, best show of the year for NXT, but that would have put it to the next level. Some of them spots in front of a crowd, I thought would have been amazing. Especially the NXT crowd. So, yeah. 
100%. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Mad Dog, Mike Angus from TNT Extreme Wrestling. Make sure to listen out for Broken But Glorious Podcast with me, the Mad Dog, Mike Angus. Rock on! That's it. Before we go, do you want to plug the t-shirt? As always, you can uh, get your beautiful Lanchevera Playboy Pleasures t-shirts at lanchevera12.bigcartel.com And I'm looking at you, middle of nowhere. You you get them, you horrible <laughs> people, where we're number one in your country. You're listening to this and you've not bought my t-shirt. You can find the link on my Instagram. Been the highest we've ever been ever. We're number two in Jamaica. Hooray! Don't ruin it. No, we're number one in Jamaica because I bet the number one podcast was probably Joe Rogan or something, so it doesn't count. Let's say we're number two. We're number two wrestling podcast. We're number two. Stop it. Stop it. You're ruining it. We were number one. No one can prove us any different. <laughs> Number one wrestling podcast right. in Jamaica. No, wrestling is the most popular sport. <laughs> Alright, so next week is our end of year quiz where Nick and Lance will have to put their few aside and team up to represent TBBG to face ring announcer and commentator for TNT Extreme Wrestling, Wrestle Island, Britannia Wrestling, Mad Dog, Mike Angus. And he has selected his partner as interviewer extraordinaire. Hosted Stu's wrestling podcast, Stu Palmer, who's interviewed some of the biggest names in, the, uh, in wrestling. He's had Tyson Kidd on recently, he's had Charles Samuels, uh, who else he had? Uh, Barry Hollowitz, Tim Storm, Brian Pillman Jr. I've got so many guys on recently. So, yeah. So, you two are representing us, so you better win. You I was worried there, Chris, you could have like a stipulation, man. And if you don't win, yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> a loser gets fired, man. You'll forfeit if you lose. Never before, never again. Me and Nick team up <laughs> and put our feud aside to represent broken but glorious. Never yes. before, never again. That tagline just reminds me of the flow ride a good feeling. Survivor Series 2011, Nick. I'm The Rock and clearly you are John Cena. <laughs> What do you know? Fashion advice on the tooth theory. <laughs> Sweetie pebble. <laughs> so you enjoy our show for us on Twitter. It's BBG Wrestling. Check out our website, bbgwrestling.com. Good night. Good, Good night. night.